What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast. It is still Italian-American History Month. And for the second podcast of October, we're going to get into a little discussion about immigration to New York. or In this, partic- in this particular situation, immigration to New York, because I have two guys here and my lovely sister with me. What's up, guys? Who actually lived in Italy for a long period of time and came here. I don't want to say born because Angelo wasn't born there. But Hello, everyone. <laughs> Angelo was on our uh, one of our soccer podcasts. He's a diehard Juventus fan. And I have my dad here, who is very happy today, very smiley. Uh, we just finished having a little snack. And on our table right now, we have super sad, sausage, cheese, Nutella, chocolate, about 18 bottles of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Everything else you could imagine. But yeah, Dad, how are you doing today, Dad? Oh, wonderful. All right. So, just to, like, I want to give a little introdu- introduction about my dad. So, my dad was born in Italy. He moved to Switzerland for two years. Right, Dad? Yes, boss. So, you lived in Switzerland for two years, and then you moved to New York. The American dream. <laughs> so, what made you want to move to New York? Or America, just what was it in particular that drew you to move here? I wish I know today what I know back then. But what, like, think about yourself, 18-year-old Antonio Curcio. What, what, what made you say, I want to move to New York? Was it money? What is it? Was it a... Better life. So how was it? Explain a little bit, like, when you moved here, what, what it was like for a guy that spoke no English, is no money. Was <laughs> there someone that, like, in, encouraged you to come here, or? My brother just to move here six months before. And come to visit, see America, start working, start making money. I like him. And 30 years later, I'm still here. Still here, but you go to Italy a lot. <laughs> well, at least a three times a year. Yeah, my dad's crazy. He goes to Italy three, four times a year. He'll go for the weekend. Like we would go to like AC or something. <laughs> Mister, Mr. Hollywood. So Angelo Great. is a die, another I, I'm a diehard Juventus fan, by the way, but I'm a pre Cristiano Ronaldo Juventus fan. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> so. Angelo was, uh, me and Angelo aren't that far apart in age. He's like five years older than me, right? <laughs> Pretty much. So Angelo was born in America, and his parents moved back to Italy when he was 10 years old. Yeah, 10, uh, 11. So Angelo lived here from 0 to 10. Then he lived in Italy from, from 10, 10 to 20. 10 to 20. And then he came back 13 years later. He's still here. Yes. So Angel's story is kind of unique because, like, how many people you really see go back and forth like that, right? So, Angel, what's something you've seen as, like, the biggest difference between Italy and America as far as 
culture and money and all that good stuff goes? Well, uh, first things first, like, talking about Italy, I was in, we were in Southern Italy. Like we come from Southern Italy. So again, if I make any, I don't know, assumptions or if I make any, like when I'm talking about it, I'll be talking about Southern Italy. But one of the main differences is that obviously we're in the land of opportunities and unfortunately up until like now Italy southern Italy doesn't offer what obviously what New York offers mm -hmm. so that's uh, one of the main differences that I could talk about is like we have a lot of opportunities here I mean you could work 80 hours a week here in the U.S. if you want I mean not in the even US, more yeah you could even work more in New York New York City offers you everything you could work any shift any hour And you definitely can't do that in Italy. You can have as many jobs as you want. Yeah, you could have. And you know you're going to get paid in Italy. Yeah, you're not going to get yeah, paid. Yeah, so in Italy, you'll get paid. Uh, listen, I worked with an electrician in Italy. Wait, let's go to bottle. Let's have a drink and go to work tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Get a bottle. There's plenty of bottles right here. <laughs> let, me, let, let me pick a bottle from that shelf in that corner. But, like, let me ask you guys. This is an honest question. Looking at, like, people that live in Southern Italy, do you think they're lazy or do you think they just don't have the opportunity? I guess they don't have an opportunity, but also they're lazy. They like to lay back and enjoy your life and leave on somebody else's back. Because, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not an immigrant. I was born here. But, you know, I feel when we go back home, there are some people that really are just lazy and... The immigrants, the people that left, are the ones that really are seeking a better opportunity, you know, a better job. You know, they want to do something with their life. That's true. I, I agree with you on that 100%. But you know what's like, you know what's really funny is that according to the people that live there, see, it's easier to leave than to stay. Meaning that, in simple words, that like it's harder for the so they're people saying it's harder stay, to make it there. Yeah, it's harder to make it there. So like they're they like they like accepted the challenge, mm -hmm. and it's we just, left, and it's easier for us. But they don't understand like they don't understand New York, the tax system, and all I that. Like a lot of people in Southern Italy though are like are like almost like you have some people that work a lot of hours a week and don't get paid so it kind of like disencourages them they're like why should I put in all this work if I'm not going to make any money you know what I mean no that's true I agree I feel with like you it's that. left less overhead too like everybody in Italy already owns their house for the most part like it was passed down or everybody has that's true from right? generation to generation I'm just speaking about our town because we're all Paisania we're, we're from you know our little small village of Sanza 2,000 people and You know, there's still people there that work the farms and they make all their meals are like homemade meals, like what what they could like get that day, you know, like eggs, potatoes, seasonal. Yeah. Seasonal to the Yeah, very seasonal, like we're gonna in our hometown we kill our own pigs and make our own sausage. Angelo's dad here, shout out to him, but this guy has a prosciutto for when Angelo gets married, like, ready to go. <laughs> okay. Like, he has a prosciutto yeah. hanging. He's like, this is for when my son gets married. But that just goes to show what, what we come from, like. Yeah, exactly. Like, a very extreme, like, seasonal to the very extent, like, to, you know, like. Like, like this, I, is, I have, this is a good time to get mushrooms. This yeah. is a good time to get 
Shkarol. This is a good time to get, uh, you know, what, what, I forget what it was when I was there that they were picking a lot, like, in, in the wintertime. Well, now, now you're going to go into, like, the end of October, the beginning of November. It's, like, chestnut season. Yep. So that's big. But, again, like, we don't, like, as New Yorkers, I believe, well, at least, like, the New Yorkers I know, they don't know to what extent, to, like, how important a chestnut is. Like, they'll store chestnuts. And by when I mean they store chestnuts, we're talking about tons of it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll feed the animals. They'll feed pigs. They'll feed horses when they don't have, like, other, That's like, nothing my, else to like give my them. my dad says sometimes when he sees corn, like, when he sees, like, my mom makes corn, he's like, in Italy, we give this to the pigs over here. <laughs> exactly, you know, because it, it's something that you could store. You know, like, you could stash it somewhere. It has, and good, it has a good shelf life. Exactly. It has, like, naturally. Like, we're no... So, let me ask you guys. You guys are both very in touch to where you guys come from. Angelo, so you have all these friends you grew up with, mm-hmm. right, that still live in Italy. You know, you went to school just like them in Italy. What's, like, what is it like for them right now? Like, and every, like... You see when you go back home and you talk to them, what's the biggest difference you see like between what you see in life and what they see in life? Like you say, okay, I want to save money to make an investment or, you know, like I want to know the main difference you see from you and your friends. The main difference is that uh, one of the things that uh, like on a first impact as a New Yorker, I feel like. And I've noticed not, not just myself, but I've noticed that with a lot of New Yorkers that go back, and uh, like we're constantly trying to invest. Mm-hmm. That that's you know and that's one of know, the things. I want I want to butt in and, and help you answer this question because, you know, this is one of my best friends, my son's godfather, and uh, you know. <laughs> When we go back to Italy together and I hang out with Angelo and I just see what he's going through every day, it's like he'll have a shirt and one of his cousins or friends comes and is like, can I have that shirt? And Angelo literally takes a shirt off his back to give to somebody that his friends are related to him. So like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, gotcha. The everyday person in Italy. like the, the everyday person, I feel like, just tries to get by. You know, they wait. Just for that week, they wait for the weekend, and they just try to get by. Where we, we just have like, we're just more involved. Like New York is always trying. What do you think, Dad? So I'm gonna get drunk to the bar tonight. I don't have a problem. Wait, how old are you? You're, you're talking <laughs> like you're 18 years old. My dad just contradicted my whole, my whole <laughs> argument here. But what's the biggest difference you see between you and, like, the guys you grew up with? Like, you know, because Italy, a big thing is what class. Like, if you're born the same year as someone, you're tied to them forever. Because, like, whenever they see you, they're just like, oh, what class? Like, they're saying, like, what's up, schoolmate? Like, yeah. someone that's born the same year. Even if you didn't go to school with the person, yeah. they say what class, all right? Yeah, as long as you're from the same year. Like when you're from the same well, year that you can forget it's the people they know all your life. Or you live in that, or you're an immigrant, it's people that you know all your life. Every time you go back you see them, you say hello. It's a it come to be a part of your family. It's people that you grew up with, it's people that you know all your life. 
or you go to school or you're on, you see them every day, or you're there, or when you go back. It's a live a life, it's a little bit different. When you're an immigrant, you see a life in a different prospect. Everything is different. You go back, you want to prove it to yourself to be not a better person. That you make a result out of something. That you made a something out of yourself. Not prove it to anybody. Just to be an immigrant. What do you What do you guys think about people that say like money grows on trees here, or that like if you move to America, you automatically become wealthy? What What do you have to say about people like that? It's bullshit. Well, that is bullshit. Well, I've been that thirty years, I never see a fucking tree with money. <laughs> Are you looking pretty at much? He's always right, you know, like. But that goes back to what I said earlier, you know, like I said, according to them, you know, we came to a country that where money grows on trees and it's like, I'm still away from that tree. <laughs> and, you know, you like according, right according to them, it's, you know, they accepted the challenge where they're trying to make something there. They're trying to make something happen there. And I'm like, it's fortunately, I feel like it's never going to happen. But if you look at our lifestyle and the way we work versus the way the Italians work in their lifestyle. Again, here, if your shift is from 9 to 5, your shift is from 9 to 5. In Italy, a place is ours. They close for lunch. Somebody goes home. They eat. They nap for three hours, and they go back to work to finish their shift. Pretty much. Here in America, dude, you, Angelo could vouch. How, like, what's the most amount of hours you ever worked in a day? Straight. Straight? 16. Yeah. Angelo's the, the double shift king. I'll, I'll offer anyone who's listening, if you could find someone in Italy, Southern Italy, who's ever worked 16 hours straight anywhere, I'll give you $100. Yeah, but they are. They're no, there's, there's, there's motor like construction workers that put in work, you know? Yeah, there are people who put in work, but for the most part in Italy, life stops at a certain time so you can go home and eat with your family. And maybe, maybe it's a good thing because we in New York, I mean, nobody ever sits down and eats with their family. It's very rare because who's working, who goes to school. So as far as like... I think we're generalizing like our town, but you know, in the big cities, I don't know if it's like that. Even when I was every summer for the past four years, I've been in Milan in August and in Milan, which is one of the biggest cities in Italy, every... Almost ninety percent of the stores in Milan in August are closed for vacation. Like you could walk down one of the busiest strips in Milan, and every single storefront, the gates down with a little letter in the in the window that says "closed for vacation," and it's more than a month. It's like before Ferragosto, so August third to September fifteenth, and these stores just close. And this is Milan. Yeah, that should be there. Uh, you know, like. I, I, like that's the same thing with the trains. Like the trains slow down, they shut down, they go on like a summer, Italy, like a which, summer vacation which mode, which, which is wrong. Doesn't make sense to me because that's when the most people are in Italy is in the summer. Just like this summer, this past summer, there was no direct flights to Napoli. That is not. But then they started now in October. They start direct flights. I'm now like, how stupid are we? Who's yeah. traveling in October? I mean, a lot of people are traveling, but you have all those people. Going Honestly, out. though, it's. It's very shameful and embarrassing the that there's no direct different. flights to Napoli summertime. Mm-hmm. Like whoever, however that happened, whatever airline, they should all be very embarrassed. That was a big fail. 
Because that's was. it's so embarrassing. I don't even know. Naples what, is a huge what city. Dad would know. What was the reason that there was no direct flights to Napoli? Well, the amount of money that the, the company charged go to Naples, a company pay ten thousand dollars an hour to taxi the 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 download of the plane and the and the problem they have and it's always late, always late, always late. They can't afford it to pay the amount of money to the airport. And they go out of business. Now for a year they cannot land. Now another company has started. And they go once a once a week. That's well that's how Meridiana was. Every Tuesday was the no, flight. Meridiana was every day. Once a day. I think oh, it was every day? No, twice. In the morning and at night. At, at some point. At some point, you know, it might have been a phase or whatever, but going back to your dad, he's 100% right. That flight was always late. That always flight late. was it never was on time. The day, there was a seven hours of the late. I, I stood on myself 18 hours in the airport. Yeah, but you also think you're a gladiator or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to talk about this real quick, because this is actually... This just explains I'm, me and my I'm, dad's relationship. Yeah, but on more, more than one occasion, that plane was late. No, but 100%. But, you know, there's delays everywhere. But what happened this particular summer was going there, you were delayed, right, Dad? 47 hours. Seven hours. All right. Now, coming home, you were delayed 18 hours. 18 hours. Uh, my dad <laughs> is so old school. They offered him the hotel... Or the whole thing, a dinner to go out and then come back in the morning. He stood in the airport 18 hours thinking a magical flight was going to come out of, <laughs> out of the sky. But you would think that they could make it happen. Though. Like you, were delayed, you were delayed in Milan? Or where were you delayed? Rome. It's crazy. And what's crazy is that people don't realize how important that direct flight to Napoli really is. Because it's not just for us that are from southern Italy, but that's a big like point for connecting flights. Really yeah, and is. it's not it's not even it's not even it's for a us. major hub, it really is. It's not even for us and either. I don't think they realize that. I don't think Naples themselves realize how important that is. But not only it's not only not, Naples we're not, we're not some random little state. No, we're not. We're New York. No, a lot of people a lot of people go back and forth to Naples, but not, I'm not even Naples. What about Sicily? There's no direct flight to Sicily either. And a lot of people like, will go to Naples, right? To yeah, Paris. and then they'll. Oh no, they'll go to Rome, Paris. If you're going to Sicily, no matter what, you gotta connect. Yeah, of course. But like us, we're kind of lucky that we're three hours away from Rome. But what do they do? They, they gotta connect flight. either way. And it's another what, like an hour from Naples. You gotta yeah. wait and then another hour. Yeah, that's but that's point. insane. Well, it, it it comes down to then you need an extra five hours. You need to wait. You need to wait in an airport. And to get to get back on on topic a little bit, because this episode's about you know Italy then and now. When you guys came to America, what was the biggest difference like you saw in the people? Like, because I want to give these two guys credit here. I know that, especially my dad. Shout out to him because he came here and he made something of himself. And, you know, even me, like, I get backlash sometimes, like, oh, if it wasn't for your dad, you know, you wouldn't be this. And I'm like, don't be mad at me. Be mad at your dad. You know, like, yeah, exactly. my, dad came, my dad came here when he was 19, and he made some of himself. And there's people that had a 19-year head start. So what's as the biggest citizen, difference you've seen between citizen. you and, like, you know, someone that was born here? 
let's say like that immigration like but the immigration they give you the aspire to to work for your money the american born it's a laid back and you expect it's you look at it completely different when you're an immigrant you see your parents what they went through it uh, you see it the old generation before you you see your parents the way they soften they try to give you something they don't have it. so when you have an opportunity like I did to come here work for there was day that I work 18 to 19 hours three job two job seven days a week there was no no Christmas no Easter I don't know I was holiday I did it for kind of few years now yeah my kids my son said to me that I go back I spend this money no, no, I spend my fucking money. <laughs> I don't spend this money. I work for my money. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good it's one. See, it's funny because like, I'm interviewing my dad. So it's like, I know exactly what he went through just from, you know, the stories he told me. But, um, you know, when he came here, he worked for what, four or five years till you bought your house, your first house? My first house, it was about six, six years. Okay. Now, I know times are much different. Like, it's very hard to buy a house now. But it's pretty similar in the sense that, like, you saved money for six years. You had to borrow money. Well, right? you don't expect it to make a million dollars to buy a house of a million dollars. You start a small. You don't have to buy a house in Williamsburg. You don't have to buy a house in Manhattan. You can buy a house upstate. Start a small. <laughs> I don't know if the returns gonna be that good there. That's. But, <laughs> but you know what? There's the opportunity. He's right. Unless you're you digging oil. Opportunity. You have to, you know, travel. It is what it is. I mean, real estate's the key to wealth. You know, even the Bronx. You know, it's just wherever you go, there's opportunity. What about you, Andy? What was the biggest difference you've seen from Italy? And then when you came here, you were what? 20 years old at that point? Yeah, 20. So what did you see, like, the main difference between you and an American 20-year-old? I feel like I had more drive, you know, where, uh, like, I was focused on uh, finding a job, finding something that I liked, you know, finding something that I could, uh, like, grasp you know, like just learn from something new, find something new, find something that I haven't done before. And uh, obviously, like, try to make the best out of it. You know, like I went to school for what I do now. I do HVAC. And, you know, now I have a career. I made a career out of it. I work. I go on vacation. You know, I save up. You know, but I wanna, definitely the drive. I feel I wanna like... Give, I want to give Angela a lot of credit because he's the only child and his parents live in Italy and he's here. And I see what he does for his parents when he goes back. Anything they need done in the house, he does. He helped put a gate to the house. You know, an electric. He's the only guy with an electric gate in Italy. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think the mayor of the town has that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, shout out to you because, you know, I see what you do for your parents. And not a lot of kids that are 30-something years old are giving to their parents. You know what I mean? Usually it's the other way around, like shout out to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like my, my parents gave me a lot. I learned a lot from my parents, you know, and they gave me 
everything I ever needed, I, I got. And so, you know, I try to do little things, like you said, you know, the gate, you know, do a help around the house. And also, though, like I want to, I feel like it's important to, you know, just show my parents that, you know, like I'm ready to do whatever it takes, you know, like to help them out. And just to show that, you know, like, like I believe in their projects, you know what I mean? Like I, I understand what they're trying to do and I, I want to make an effort, you know, I'm not some lost kid that just moved to another country and forgot about them. You know, I remember, you know, like, you know, I remember my dad showing me, you know, like holding my hand and showing me how to do things like, like, you know, these are things that I didn't forget. And I know the things that my dad wants to do i acknowledge them and i try to do my best to help them and i feel like i'm, I'm also that's what younger. life's all about it's all you about know? the circle you know you know i'm i'm also younger i have the drive i know how to tackle things you know and again like also you know like it's so weird but in the last in the last 20 years so many things have changed you know with technology and stuff and a lot of things are easier for us for this mm-hmm. younger generation. Yeah, like, you know? shout out to you. I, <laughs> this is going to be funny, but you have Wi-Fi now in your house in Italy. You had to bring, you had <laughs> so, to bring that up. Cause, you had to bring you know, Wi-Fi Anybody listening that has family in Italy, you know it's not like every house has this thing. It's very rare. But, it's, you know, now you're, you get to FaceTime them more often. I left it 30 years ago. You had to call somebody and make an appointment for an hour later. Go call <laughs> my parents. And all town there was five phone. Mm-hmm. Now a kids are seven, eight years old. They got a phone, and they got a free Wi-Fi. What's Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi, Dad. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's true because, like, I'll give you an example. Just from me seeing the last ten years, when I used to go to Italy, you know, they had dial-up, like, and it was only my uncle that worked on computers that had dial-up. Now, a couple of people have Wi-Fi. And in our town, there's like in the center, there's free Wi-Fi and you see everybody on the phone there. So it's like extremely rare. And it's just because, you know, the people in Italy don't want to spend money on it. And it gets, it's actually like, it's not easy, but it's very expensive. Like I've, I've seen their rates and it's like, it's really out of hand. Is it, it's like, a, how much do we pay for Wi-Fi? It's six, every six months, no? I pay every year, 190 euros. Bro, that's not bad. That's cheaper than here. Well, how do we use it? Just for Wi-Fi, though. Just Wi-Fi. Not, not no, the phone. Like, not your okay, phone, not I'm, your text messaging, no, okay, not okay. your phone but, calls. What That's I'm saying, different. though, in America, if you got just an internet plan, it'll be more than that. Oh, yeah. You're going to tell me it's not. It's going it's to be like 40 50 bucks a month. Yeah, but people in southern Italy can't afford and refuse to spend... That kind of money on internet. I feel no, like no. they refuse to pay. Like they just they refuse they to have certain commodities. Yet. Like they, some people. That's another thing. Like some people could afford it, but they don't want to go. Like they just don't want to pay it. You know, they they rather hustle for it. Like, which is wrong, but like hustle for a job or something. Not hustle for free internet. <laughs> like it's a little weird. So. In Italy, we're going we're gonna to keep talking about this. What's the biggest difference from when you guys left? Like, what's new there? Did you, do you think, like, do you go back there and you're like, this is the same? Or, 
Like, what's the biggest difference between Italy then and now? The mentality of our young kids, the way they look at our life, they look at it different. Big change? Not really. That's the way it was 50 years ago. That's the way it was 30 years ago. That's the way it was five years ago. Because I'll, I'll give you guys a little example. Like, this is what I'm trying to get at. So, you know, we come from a town with a lot of farms. We said this already. Now I feel like there's not many young kids working on the farms, you know? They're all, like, more about going to school. And if you're from where we are, you got to go up north to go to school. So that's why, like, the population of our town is going more and more down. So Once you leave and go to school, you never go back. Every opportunity that you have, but you have a little job. You want to make us something, and you're not going back. You know, like you mentioned school, you know, now you go to school, and then eventually you find a job somewhere in that area. You know, you even, like, some people find a job through their school. I know a couple of my friends, they found jobs through their school, and they remain up north, and they don't, like, even bother coming back. You don't see them in, like, two, three years. That's funny because we go back and we, we go them. back more often than them, and it's yeah. weird. And they live in it. Like I, my, uh, my buddy's father was telling me that, and he's like, "Yo, I see Angelo more than I see you." Like, there's something weird with that. It's kind of like how you know the hipsters in this area, Williamsburg. Like, how many, so many people come to New York, and then stay. Like, let's say, you know, someone from Boston comes here, and then they stay here. It's similar situation with. Italy is like you go to the big city and then you stay there. Mm-hmm. No, you go to Switzerland yeah, and then you stay there. Just that's how it is. You just become like you just part adapt. of the environment. You adapt in a certain way. You know your job's there. You don't want to spend money on traveling now when you live in another location. Now you're paying your own rent, electric, gas. All these bills pile up, so you don't really. It's hard to get a chance, an opportunity to go back home. Unless if it's like you said, the summer where everyone shuts down, you know, and then you you get to travel. Yeah, it's not, definitely not easy. This Nutella's staring at me, guys. I'll tell you right now. That's from Italy. And just to come back. Yeah. yeah, by the way, we have the glass Nutella in this house. Look. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, review. All that wonderful stuff. Leave my dad a review on Yelp. Because <laughs> you know, if you're from Brooklyn and you guys know my dad, you know the deal with that. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy. Buonanot. And here's a word from the sponsors. Shout out to Hardcore Italians. Make sure to go to www.hardcoreitalians.com. Use special code GUI. Again. Special code GUI, short for Growing Up Italian, for all special discounts. Thank you.